0: Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Genesis 9. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, we pray as we read this chapter we will trust your promises that you will keep this world until the time you judge, that we would fear only you and not disasters in this world or human disasters of our own making, but that you are in control of all these things. and You are going to judge at the right time. and We need to be serving you. Amen. Genesis 9 And God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. And fear of you and dread of you shall be upon every animal of the earth, and on every bird of heaven, and on everything that moves upon the ground, and on all the fish of the sea. Into your hand they shall be given. Every moving thing that lives shall be for you as food. As I gave the green plants to you, I now give you everything. Only you shall not eat raw flesh with blood in it. And your lifeblood I will require from every animal, I will require it. And from the hand of humankind, from the hand of each man to his brother, I will require the life of humankind. As for the one shedding the blood of humankind, by humankind his blood shall be shed, for God made humankind in his own image. And you, be fruitful and multiply, swarm on the earth and multiply in it. And God said to Noah, and to his sons with him, As for me, behold, I am establishing my covenant with you, and with your seed after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the animals, and every animal of the earth with you, from all that came out of the ark to all of the animals of the earth. I am establishing my covenant with you, that never again will all flesh be cut off, by the waters of a flood, nor will there ever be a flood that destroys the earth. And God said, This is the sign of the covenant that I am making between me and you, and between every living creature that is with you, for future generations. My bow I have set in the clouds, and it shall be for a sign of the covenant between me and between the earth. And when I make clouds appear over the earth, The bow shall be seen in the clouds. Then I will remember my covenant that is between me and you, and between every living creature with all flesh. And the waters of a flood will never again cause the destruction of all flesh. The bow shall be in the clouds, and I will see it, so as to remember the everlasting covenant between God and between every living creature with all flesh that is upon the earth. And God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant, which I am establishing between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. Now the sons of Noah who came out of the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham was the father of Canaan. These three were the sons of Noah, and from these the whole earth was populated. And Noah began to be a man of the ground, and he planted a vineyard. And he drank some of the wine, and became drunk, and he exposed himself in the midst of his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father, and he told his two brothers outside. Then Shem and Japheth took a garment, and the two of them put it on their shoulders, and, walking backward, they covered the nakedness of their father, and their faces were turned backward so that they did not see the nakedness of their father. Then Noah awoke from his drunkenness, and he knew what his youngest son had done to him. And he said, Cursed be Canaan, a slave of slaves he shall be to his brothers. Then he said, Blessed be Yahweh, the God of Shem, and let Canaan be a slave to them. May God make space for Japheth, and let him dwell in the tents of Shem, and let Canaan be a slave for him. And Noah lived three hundred and fifty years after the flood. And all the days of Noah were 950 years, and he died. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. In chapter 8, Noah got off the ark and offered a sacrifice to God. So, chapter 9 starts with God talking to Noah about this new world he is inhabiting now. Things have changed. First, God repeats the command to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth from the original creation. Then God explains that animals will be afraid of humans now. I don't believe that was the case before the flood. Secondly, God says that Noah can eat animals now. Before the flood, they did not eat animals. In the original creation, God gave them plants and fruit to eat. But now he says they can eat animals. But with one rule. They must not eat the blood in the meat. They have to drain the blood out of the animal before eating it. Then God says they cannot kill humans. Which had always been the case, and that doesn't change, but now God says that if someone kills a human, they must be killed themselves. And the reason given is that they are in God's image. It isn't how useful they are to society, how smart or how strong or how beautiful. It is that they are in God's image. Then God says that he is establishing his covenant with everyone on earth, that he will never kill everyone on earth with a flood again. This is a one-sided covenant. God doesn't make this conditional on anything that humans do. If humans break God's command about not eating the blood with the animal, God will still keep this covenant about not killing everyone with a flood. And God introduces something in connection with the covenant, the sign of the covenant. The sign is God's bow in the clouds. The word bow is the same as a war bow. So in a sense, God is hanging up his bow and not making war with humans anymore. Then, Just when we think everything is good now, that the wicked people are gone, we have this unsettling story. Noah planted a vineyard, and then gets drunk from the wine, and he is naked in his tent. So, this is not the way Noah should have behaved, it was a shame. So Ham, the youngest, sees Noah naked, and instead of covering Noah and putting an end to the shame, he tells his brothers, spreading the shame. His brothers, Shem and Japheth, took a garment and were careful, not to see their father's nakedness. They covered him, removing the shame. Then Noah, when he had his senses again, addressed the issue by giving a curse on Ham's son Canaan for the offense, and blessing Shem and Japheth for their right handling of the situation. Many people have thought that there must be more to this offense to make it an offense worth cursing Canaan for. I think the problem is that we don't understand the importance of honoring our parents. Later on in the Ten Commandments, the first four commandments are about honoring God, then the fifth commandment is to honor parents, and then the final five deal with our relationship to other people. So the relationship to parents is below God, but above the relationship to other people. And now for a deeper dive. I believe these things that God says to Noah apply to us today. We should not be eating meat with the blood in it. That is repeated by the apostles and elders in Jerusalem in their letter to the Gentiles in Acts 15. I believe that we are still not to kill people because they are made in the image of God. That is why I think abortion is wrong, because the size of the person or their mental capacity or their strength doesn't matter. What matters is that they are in God's image. And that is why suicide is wrong, because we don't have the right to destroy the image of God, even when that image is our own body. And, of course, physician-assisted suicide is wrong, and killing people we think are of less value to society is wrong. However, capital punishment is right, because rather than devaluing human life, it is God's way of showing the great value of life. Now, you and I don't have the right to be judge, jury, and executioner ourselves, but God has established government, and it has the responsibility and the right to punish murderers with death. Now, there is this other issue of wrongful convictions, and in America, that has overwhelmingly been people with dark skin who have been wrongfully convicted. So, some wisdom is needed. But God clearly said the death penalty is right. And God clearly said to be fruitful and multiply. So, I don't think we need to worry about population control, even today. And God said he will not destroy the whole earth with a flood again. We take that for granted today. In fact, probably the majority of people today don't believe that the flood was worldwide. And really, the major reason they don't believe that is because they have never seen a worldwide flood. So it is hard to imagine. It was the largest disaster in human history, even to this day. And people also have a hard time imagining that God will even judge the world. For some reason, people worry about asteroids hitting the earth or nuclear war but they don't think God will destroy the world. But Peter says in Second Peter 3 that the fact that God sent the flood proves that God does judge and will judge. 2 Peter 3.7 But by the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly people. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012 Logos Bible Software. Lexum is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.